Uh, we are here today with my co-host. What's your name, young lady? Miracle Sam. Hi, nice to meet you. And my neck looks like it's cricket. Oops. Every time you say that, I think you're saying nice to meet me, like we're meeting for the first time again. I, okay, well, now that's our new ongoing joke. It's going to be our ongoing joke. Yeah. That's, that's fine. That's, I, I like it. Uh, we've got a, a producer helping us with the cameras and with everything going on today, keeping me on topic. What's going on? Hey, I'm Chris. Yeah, that is Chris. Mm -hmm. I, I was informed yesterday that I say sir a lot. When I'm talking, uh, so my uh, Vanessa, I have a friend named Vanessa who watches the podcast and watches, yeah. of, and she says uh, I say sir a lot, so I'm trying to cut back on the sir. No, you I'm, don't. Yeah, I haven't heard you say that, sir. I thought it was sounded weird too, but apparently <laughs> I say sir a lot. So like, so when you're introducing people, you call them sir. I'm like, well, it's polite. Mm -hmm. so also, I say sir and ma'am a lot. Yeah. Also, I wanted to point out that Brett did clean shaving. Yes. So he looks ten times younger. I don't think there's like lines there now. That I, I never noticed before. It's all the stress from. No, it's called being old. <laughs> it's all the stress from trying to figure out how to do these intros on the podcast. That's no, what it is. No, it's called being old, and I gain weight. No. I can see that my cheeks got puffier. It's the camera. It's the camera. Remember, ca camera adds ten pounds. Nope. It, it added twenty. It, it, no, no, it didn't add twenty pounds. So, I, 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 at least you might not even you might even be too young to remember when that was like a thing. Now everybody's mm -hmm. got cameras on them all the time. But when mm -hmm. we were younger, it was like a thing to talk about how the camera adds ten pounds. Okay, to boomer. Not not cool. <laughs> not cool. Not cool at all. Uh, we got a bunch of different pop culture news today. The, the biggest, I think, is this stuff about The Matrix, which is coming out very soon. And coincidentally, mm -hmm. I was just rewatching the original Matrix yeah. when, uh, this today when all this news dropped. Mm -hmm. And I liked it because I'm, I'm not what you'd call like a deep, deep into the lore for The Matrix. I'm kind of just a regular... I, I love the first one. Uh, it's extremely iconic, but I'm not a huge fan of like the second, you know, I, the second and third ones never really came off well to me, but yeah. I love that first movie. So I am excited about this either way. Mm -hmm. And both of these articles here, which I've got, one is kind of more positive and the other one is a little bit more mm, hesitant about stuff. And there's two trailers. There mm -hmm. was one that was like the full trailer that I had you watch right at the end, yep. which is like a two minute and 45 second trailer giving a bunch of new details. And then there's also a trailer about Deja Vu and that was the one we talked talked about initially yeah. where they talk about where she talks about uh you know deja vu is something in the matrix it means something's changing yeah. right and they show those shots of various uh you know it's from the old movie like the shot where his mouth is covered basically uh, it was like glitches yeah it's that's a, what it a glitch it. in the matrix mm -hmm. thank you yeah I, sh I was like i knew i couldn't i, was, I wasn't thinking of the term uh, and this article is from Bounding Into Comics. It's from Slade Hale, which is not a writer that mm -hmm. I've heard from before there. So that's always cool. When it's also, they have a really cool name. Slade Hale is a very cool... Uh, it sounds like a comic book hero. Oh, Slade Wilson. Deathstroke. Oh, yeah. yeah there you go. Slade Wilson. Uh, <laughs> maybe that's what you thought of it. You like you you, you buried it in your, in your brain a little bit there. You weren't. A lot of things are buried in this dear old brain. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> but also, I didn't realize that um, The Matrix is coming on a numerical um, day, which is like December 12, uh, 12, 12, 12, 21. Yeah, yeah. I didn't realize that until I looked at the poster and I'm like, hmm, yep. interesting. I'm, ex I'm, I'm, I'm kind of bummed that they're releasing it day and date. Like we haven't even started the article yet, but that was the first thing I thought. It was like this movie. I think the projected income or the projected first opening weekend mm -hmm. is like fifty million. Mm -hmm. But for a franchise with as much like history, actually, Crutchin is coming out the twenty second. My bad. You said the twenty second. No, I said twelve, and then you said twelve, twelve. Yeah, also. you had me excited. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I, I, like, oh I screwed up. Okay, twelve, twenty two, twenty one. Yeah. Okay. We I both screwed up because I almost said it, and then you went with it. Yeah. <laughs> I screwed up. I was like twelve. 1221 I was like 1222 doesn't sound like a, a number thing it just sounds like a date but I was thought maybe I was wrong I'm not a numbers guy but uh, for how influential the movie was a 50 million dollar opening weekend is pretty I mean Miracle put it this way Miracle wasn't even born yet when the first movie came out it came out when I was born no Kind of. No. Like, right before you were born. <laughs> like, how much? Uh, you were born... Oh, no. Yeah, okay, so it came out in 99. So yeah, yeah, I was okay, born. You were, you were, like, you were, you were still, like, uh, in a diaper. So that's a, that's a thing. Like, that movie's that old, mm -hmm. but it's extremely influential, which is exciting to yep. me. But they're releasing it on HBO Max, too. Like, they're not doing it theater only. That's You like that? I kind of like it because they did that with, like, other movies. Like, for example, Shang-Chi. Like, when it first came out, it was only in theaters. Yeah. But now they did it 
on Disney Plus, which like people who are still scared to go out in public, they can watch it. So I really appreciate it for the people who are agoraphobic. Yeah, but what it is is mm-hmm. like it makes it harder to make sequels for movies if the box office doesn't score well, right? Like That's they can true. they don't have to be honest about what those streaming mm-hmm. numbers are. They can make up any number they want. So, but yeah. l- let's let's get into the first mm-hmm. article because the, there was some concerned rays. Uh, this one was from Bounding into Comics, mm-hmm. Slade Hale, and it says the second official trailer for the upcoming Ma- The Matrix Resurrections is here, and the filmmakers have made it abundantly clear that change is a central theme. The trailer starts out with Neo staring at a black cat while Trinity can be heard uttering the line, a deja vu is usually a glitch in the Matrix. Mm -hmm. It happens when they change something from the original 1999 film. What exactly that entails, however, remains to be seen. It says, throughout the one minute and one second runtime, Trinity's voice can be heard repeating the line in the background while the word change appears at the 31 second mark. I love how detailed they went Mm -hmm. into like... <coughs> That's into true. Into this, so it says this should concern anyone who has spent even a minor amount of time paying attention to the culture shift in Hollywood over the last several years, mm-hmm. particularly when it comes to social justice messaging. It says, could it be that Lana Wachowski has decided to infuse this latest iteration of the Matrix with woke politics? It could stand to reason, given how many beloved franchises have been hijacked by far left political activists seeking to undo everything that came before. Is that? I don't know. I did notice, however, that in the second trailer, they kind of made Trinity the main theme, meaning mm-hmm. that uh, he has a line where he says, she believed in me, now it's my turn to believe in her. And it yeah. felt like Neo was becoming a secondary character mm-hmm. in his own movie. Well, like I like the whole theme where they're saying it's going to be change. And then I searched up mm-hmm. the meaning be- um, behind um, the date, the release date. So in if you like... If you're religious or like like numerology, the meaning beto- um, behind twelve twenty two it actually means a new start and a new phase. Oh wow! Yeah, so there wow. is meaning behind it. Okay, isn't that the winter equinox? Yeah, wow. winter, winter okay. solstice. I'm sorry. Yeah, solstice. so basically, I just searched it up. So basically, there is meaning behind it. I was like, there has to be a meaning behind okay. it. Yeah, after three days from the solstice, mm-hmm. the the sun rises. And yeah, that, um, that's Christmas. Quote okay. from this one um, website, they said the website's called willowsoul.com, and they said basically the universe is urging you to have faith as you take a next step towards a positive change. Okay. So basically, this might be a positive change, how like the article says. Okay. Well, the, I think the article is being fairly critical of, mm-hmm. of the where they're taking it, or at least hesitant mm-hmm. of where they're taking it. And I can see where that comes from with all of the changes that have been made to franchises in mm-hmm. a lot of these industries, uh, main characters. There was a thing <clears throat> in, a, in a picture that was taken at the Lucasfilm Story Group when they were brainstorming mm-hmm. stuff for new Star Wars. Yeah. And one of the things on one of the whiteboards said, no uh, singular main characters, meaning they want all ensemble casts. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're kind of going the way of getting rid of like a traditional one person's hero, hero arc in movies. And so what they're doing here is they're making it about characters and Moss there could be feminist messaging in there yeah. I, I don't know uh, you know without having seen the movie that's not for me to say mm-hmm. and it's definitely something to watch out for because a lot of times when it's done it's ham-fisted mm-hmm. and poorly and poorly crafted right yeah so just because it does that does not necessarily mean it's always going to be bad but in this case you mm-hmm. know I tend to like lean on the side of I don't trust it when mm-hmm. that happens I, I tend to think things are gonna go wrong yeah but I am probably more um, not he- not hesitant. I am more uh, excited about this than a lot of movies making changes like that. Yeah, but I thought that was a weird coincidence. I'm like, maybe they actually did their research oh, on this. Well, the Wachowskis are are well. It's not. It's just Lana Wachowski in this one. Not, yeah. Not the other uh, the other sister. Uh, but you know they've put a lot of work into building out that that mm-hmm. franchise's history and everything in with the lore. So I, I don't doubt that that was probably planned. Uh, does it list what day of the week that is? Um, let me check on our. If it's calendar. like a Wednesday, then it could definitely just be a coincidence. Like if it's it like, is a Wednesday, okay, th- it could be a coincidence. I mean, they uh-huh. do they do a lot of bigger movies with, you know, Wednesday night releases. But mm-hmm. you know, I, I don't know for sure about that, so I'm not necessarily going to say. But it would be cool if it was planned mm-hmm. and that was something they actually were looking to do. Because legit, I searched up um, numerology meaning they, between twelve twenty two twenty one, and that's the first thing that popped up. I know that they talked about numerology a lot and mm-hmm. symbolism mm-hmm. in the the book that the Matrix the that inspired the ma- the Matrix the book about yeah. simulation theory. So mm-hmm. it's not hard to believe that she actually meant to do that. So that's it very cool. It could be. 
So the that was the one we were talking about was just the short trailer, right? Mm -hmm. There's also another trailer came out, and that came out uh, just like a couple hours ago, and that's a full length two-minute and I think 50-second mm -hmm. trailer and it says this article is from CBR and mm -hmm. it's written by Narayan Liu and it says Warner Brothers recently dropped the exciting final trailer for The Matrix Resurrections. The trailer sees Neo and Trinity once again, this time continuing, the, continuing their apparently lost romance established at the end of The Matrix. The clip also teases All Out War and yet another important decision placed in Neo's path, one far more crucial than choosing between the blue pill or the red. Lana Wachowski wrote and directed The Matrix with her sister Lily, who is not involved in the upcoming project. The Matrix premiered in 1999 and a long-lasting impact on the sci-fi and action genre. I think that's an understatement, mm -hmm. to be honest. Uh, the iconic film spawned two sequels, The Matrix Reloaded and The Matrix Revolutions, which, are both which were both released in 2003 and seemingly concluded Neo's story. Previous trailers for The Matrix Resurrections hint that the new film set 20 years after Revolutions will see Neo return to his life as Thomas A. Anderson until a young Morpheus pulls him back in. Mm -hmm. I am kind of bummed about that. Young Morpheus means no Lawrence Fishburne. Yeah. I don't know. They, they said that he... he commented about it openly and said he just wasn't invited back. I, mm -hmm. I don't know if it's just because they think he might be too old because there's a lot of action stuff in there and he might not be... Ke Keanu Reeves keeps himself in like fantastic shape for a guy and he's in his 50s and I believe Lawrence Fishburne is still older than than Keanu Reeves. That's so that those scenes might have been very hard to do. Mm -hmm. And there's also a lot in that trailer. Again, now I am not 110%... You know, I'm not a huge Matrix uh, guru, mm -hmm. but I do know that the, the blue tint and the green tint to the, so the blue tint was the tint of the regular of the real world mm -hmm. the green tint was the tint of the matrix and then stuff that was supposed to be neither the matrix nor the real world were tinted with yellow yeah i didn't like that coloring and there's a lot mm -hmm. of blue and yellow tint in the new uh trailers mm -hmm. so i don't know if that's connected or not like i said i'm mm -hmm. not super informed on it but it seems like with if they're making decisions that are super in-depth as to like characters if they're choosing dates that have symbolism mm -hmm. obviously the color palette which is a main you know an important part about any f about making any film right mm -hmm. there's no way that that was done by accident so i have to believe that that, that was on well, purpose didn't they say like wasn't there theories going around the reason why the sky is more yellow slash blue it's because like neo is like basically rewriting everything could be. you it's like a new reality that's could why be. like the the whole theme is I about read a change. Lot. Yeah, I read a lot of those, at least mm -hmm. in the comment section. Like, uh, that'll be interesting. Like I said, mm -hmm. I don't doubt that Lana Wachowski can write a good, a good fourth Matrix movie. I just tend to be very pessimistic about mm -hmm. anything that gets resurrected 20 years later when these studios see cash grab. Mm -hmm. And the fact that they're releasing it on, di on HBO Max at the same time mm -hmm. doesn't instill a ton of confidence in me. Mm -hmm. But I'm cautiously optimistic. You don't know. Maybe it might be actually good. No, What's your opinion, be. Chris? I, I think one of the, the main things I go off of is like Keanu Reeves as an actor, would he take a bad role? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Would he revive Matrix if well, he read the script and it sucked? I think he, I think he's a nice enough guy that if they asked him to come back, he'd do it. Or is mm -hmm. he broke enough? Like, has he been out of... Um, well, no. he was a part of the no, SpongeBob movie, like the one where they're out of the water and then um, that one Ali Wong movie. What is it called? You like it. I hated it. I don't know. I don't um, know. it's the one with um Randall Park where they're like they end up falling in love together. He has a history of being like very like hit or miss with a lot of his mm -hmm. roles, right? Like yeah. me and me and uh, one of the people who's here, uh, Sarah, mm -hmm. were talking about a movie called Knock Knock, which <laughs> could be the worst movie of all time, yeah. from what I've heard. It, it's mm -hmm. this horrible movie, and I can see him like if he knows a director or he knows like a cinematographer, and they mm -hmm. offer him a role. He's just such a nice guy. I mean, that's what he's famous for, right? Mm -hmm. Keanu Reeves is literally famous for being a nice guy he's like yeah i'll do it who cares it's fine well like i don't know maybe maybe but i feel like this might be actually good i'm i'm cautiously optimistic mm -hmm. about this one more so than i would be for most films coming back after 20 years mm -hmm. having not been in production so I, I also didn't like the sequels i liked number one yep. yeah number two and three were i've only seen two yeah. and three well, is it um isn't it because like the second and third one is written by a whole different writing team no uh, I believe they were all written by the Wachowskis, but they were filmed concurrently. So they mm -hmm. filmed... No, no, two and three were filmed. Yeah. Yeah, were filmed but, at so the same time. One was a hit, yeah. Or, yeah. or it wasn't a hit in the theaters. It was mm -hmm. a hit after people heard of it. Yeah. And then they were... I feel like they were like, oh, let's let's do sequels then. Mm -hmm. All I remember so it was kind of like a cash grab. Yeah. All I remember about them is two is one felt genuinely intelligent and two and three felt really, mm -hmm. really forced and yeah. pseudo intellectual. Uh -huh. 
that's those are the only memories I have mm-hmm. about two and three. So it's kind of like Stranger but, Things. But one was so good that I am willing to watch this yep. one. Oh yeah. yeah. I was I was literally watching it today when all this news came out. I was like, oh my god, it's uh, it's that scenery, man. It's how, it's how dark all of the shots are. We were watching Blade the other day. Mm-hmm. Everything from the late '90s was freaking awesome. Like I'm I'm excited. So and you really can't deny the cultural impact that this movie had mm-hmm. uh, one story I was going to tell before we move on uh, growing up skating something you do in skating uh, whether you ride for companies or you're just making videos with your friends is you make uh, when you make skate videos so you do your tricks and everything you film tricks over a period of time and then you cut them together and you make videos out of it right yeah. there's a whole generation of people that grew up skating mm-hmm. where if you listen to the matrix mm-hmm. all the songs in there were in like every skate video from like 2000 I watched a couple of your skate videos and I think it's adorable there's one where you fell and like they asked you are you okay and you're like i'm fine and it's so adorable like sarah and i were watching it and we were like oh nothing where somebody tries a trick for like two and a half hours that could literally paralyze them if they miss should ever be described as adorable <laughs> i just i think it's yeah, so tell me it's cool cool it, at the very <laughs> least mm. <laughs> can we just cut her mic and kick awesome. her out we're, just, we're kicking miracle out for the oh rest of no the day. you're done you're you are done. So, oh, no. uh, are you more excited about this than you were about any of the other movies? What else were you excited about coming out this year? You were, mm. were you excited about Shang Chi? I don't remember if you were. No, I wasn't. Okay, uh, I'm probably more excited about this than I was about any of the Marvel movies. Mm-hmm. But that's because I have less of a connection to to the characters. Mm-hmm. But it feels like it could go in the in a good direction. Well, the reason why I wasn't excited for Shang Chi because like years ago, like I watched like spoiler reviews for the comic books, mm-hmm. and it was more exciting. About the comic book character and then the actual movie character. Yeah. I don't know. Other than that, I wasn't excited for anything else. Well, you know, it's, uh, I, I think it could still be, I think it could be, I think this might be, it's a good way to end the year, too. This is mm-hmm. like the last movie, and this is a week after Spider Man. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be a packed Spooderman. end of It's going to be a packed end of the year this year. Mm-hmm. So we've got uh, I, I, this topic is even funnier to me. <laughs> the fifty cent uh, one. Yeah, we're gonna get, we're gonna do the fifty cent one. This one is like, we're always, like I'm always struggling to find stuff to talk about that isn't just movie news because movie news is the stuff that I really love. You're and then welcome. Miracle finds stuff that is absolutely incredible because <laughs> I had uh, I think I read this headline somewhere but I didn't actually go into detail. And this says that Madonna gets apology from 50 Cent over mocking Instagram photos. And what we're going to do is we're not going to show the actual Instagram photo that he's making. I couldn't find it. Thank God. Uh, You, the viewer, consider yourself blessed that we are not showing you the picture that they're talking about here. I thought Madonna deleted it. uh, No, she she deleted it and reposted it. So, but the point is that nobody should have to look at that. And I I don't mean to be mean. Like, there's a reason I don't post pictures myself. There's a real, you know, come just, on. she doesn't, she doesn't, uh, she come didn't on. need to post you, that. Come on, come so, on. You, like, you don't want to wear high heels and go like, oh, peekaboo yeah, under the <laughs> We're not going to do that. So we'll, we'll talk about it in the article. So it's <laughs> 50 Cent is offering up an apology to Madonna. The two stars recently got into a scuffle of sorts on social media when the rapper, 46, commented on the pop star's Instagram posts. In late November, Madonna shared a series of images of herself wearing a, a risque lingerie while posing on a bed. The, f- the final photos include the post featuring only the singer's behind legs, behind legs and high-heeled feet poking out from under the bed. Okay, but, I saw that one. Okay, that's what I'm talking about. I don't want to see that again. <laughs> a- according to Too Fab, 50 Cent commented comparing the picture to The Wizard of Oz, which famously features a shot of the legs of a witch wearing he- high heels poking out from under a house that fell on top of her. <laughs> Madonna's original post has since been deleted and then, re- and then reposted. The Material Girl singer later took out to Instagram to her Instagram story sharing a throwback photo of herself and 50 Cent addressing his comments. It says, "Here's 50 Cent pretending to be my friend," she wrote over the over the pic. "Now we have to deci- now, now you have decided to talk smack about me. I guess your new career is getting attention by trying to humiliate others on social media. The least elevated choice you could make as an artist and as an adult," the singer continued. "You're just jealous you won't look as good as me or as mu- uh, look as good as me or have as much fun when you're my age." Uh, I would say that it, maybe it's a wake-up call to her that Hollywood is about as surface level as, as anything on earth and that mm-hmm. just because you took a photo with a dude in 2003 on the red carpet doesn't make him your friend. Yeah. Like, that's the first thing I thought of when I saw it. It was like, so what? 
Yeah, and, and I think 50 Cent should recreate the photos she took. And oh, my God. Her. That's what David So did with Gina Darling. <laughs> Do you guys know who they no. are? Oh, my God. They're YouTubers. We should invite them to the show. I love them. I, I'm a big fan of David So and Gina Darling. So what Gina Darling is actually a model. Like, she's an Instagram... I wouldn't say Instagram model, but like now she's on TikTok. But she um, she was posting pictures of herself wearing like bikinis, and David so he did the same thing. He like he did his own photo shoot copying her photos. And there's one where like his um, nether regions were almost showing because her nether regions were almost showing. Oh God! So, wait, was, is this the guy you showed me a couple of short videos of him? Yeah, like, he's the one that did ball handlers. Did he film stuff like in the hallways of his apartment or yeah, something? Yeah, okay. where it says, I ain't afraid no ghosts. Yeah, okay. So I have seen, I, I saw those <laughs> videos. He's a funny dude. Yeah, um, he started out as a stand-up comedian, and then he slowly worked his way up. Now he does his own podcast. Um, it's called Genius Brain. Oh. But I I love it so much because, like, when he, he wanted to do it, but then Instagram was like, this is too risque because there was one photo where he had rice crackers on his nipples. Oh, my God. Well, this, uh, didn't the same thing happen to Tom McDonald recently when he posted <laughs> yeah. the video? He posted Naked. The, the in the in the uh, pr- the image. What do you call it? The thumbnail for the image mm-hmm. is him like naked with covered in grapes. Well, it <laughs> makes sense because the muse, um, the song is called "Naked." You don't say. Nah. I had no. I didn't make that connection. That's crazy. I had no idea. I don't know. She's giving me the death stare right now. Am I? I I don't know if I have that stare. Uh, so so it's th- there's clearly uh you know these companies want to keep you from seeing uh, people in. in uh <laughs> but it's funny because Kevin Hart saw David so like roll up his boxers to make it into a thong and like basically be on his tippy toes looking over a waterfall, oh copying God. a model who did the <laughs> same thing where her message is like. Um, love and wishes for the people who are in this like flood disaster. Oh my! And so <laughs> the most vapid, like self-centered way you could possibly offer. Like, yeah. So he was yeah. making fun of them, and then Instagram didn't like it because they're like, "You shouldn't be doing that." And Kevin Hart was like, "David, what is this? My children follow you." <laughs> it, <coughs> I mean, that's like fifty cents. You should do this. Yeah. I would love you more if he did that. Joey B. Toons points out the people uh, all the time on social media that are super vapid and mm-hmm. super stuck up, like the the creepy girl who took pictures in front of her like dad's coffin. Oh, the one where she's like, mm. like that. It's like it's a it's an epidemic in social media. So it's good that there's people. Rick like, and Morty fun. made fun of her too because like um, summer she wanted her dad to die so she can have a sexy uh, funeral pic. Oh my god, that's awful. They were making fun of people like that, but. How is Joey B. Tunes doing? I have no idea. He sent me a he sent me like something on so like on Instagram the other day of a guy skating around his living room. He's like, "Can you do this?" Oh yeah, because I'm just wondering because basically he disappeared. I was he, like, Joey died. He did. He disappeared and went away. Now, it, one thing about this is I'm sad about. <laughs> Fifty Cent apologized. Why did he do that? Because Madonna. Who cares? Madonna. It's Madonna. Who cares? Well, like. Nobody cares about her. No well, Exactly. So why apologize? Like, you're a dude who, like, literally got famous because of, like, how badass you are. Mm-hmm. And you apologize to Madonna because she you, she couldn't handle being having a joke made about her. That's true. And Madonna can't keep her own identity. Her yeah. accent, like, changed within 20 years of her life. Well, th- I mean, that could be just from li- where you live. Yeah, she moved to Britain or something. Yeah. yeah, she moved there. But it was funny because, like, South Park made fun of it. They're, like... Simpsons made fun of it also. Gillian Anderson, mm-hmm. the same thing. She's uh, Her family is from the UK. Mm-hmm. Uh, so her, like, I was always surprised when I found out she had a, uh, like, she's from, uh, like, America, but her mm-hmm. parents are British, so she has a British accent. So, but now, it's, funny, it's funny, you don't have a problem with like British actors who lose their British accent no. coming here. It's like, no, take no. our accent. That's fine. <laughs> Ours is just don't switch to another one. Well, Ours is always so generic when they do our, when they become American too. It always mm-hmm. sounds like just the most bland, boring. Well, Fun fact about the American accent. It's the closest accent um, to Old English. Because, like, basically only um, British um, English that we hear today, Mm -hmm. it was actually only invented by the royal family because they wanted to be different. And then Mm. people started following it. So that's, like, their trend also it's not a real accent it was just made up by the royal family fun fact fun facts with miracle mm-hmm. we'll make that a segment fun facts with miracle uh 50 cent <laughs> apologized it says yeah i must have hurt madonna's feelings she went and dug up an old mtv photo of us from 2003 <laughs> he began okay i'm sorry i did not intend to hurt your feelings i don't bend from this in any way 
uh, I said uh, uh, what I thought. I said what I thought when I saw the picture because of where I had seen it before. I hope you accept my apology. Like he didn't want to apologize. It doesn't there. sound like an apology. Yeah. Like, it's not an apology. Like, I said what I thought. So sorry if that annoys you. Like, wait. <laughs> my question is: Did she do a Brazilian butt lift? I don't know. I don't want to know. I don't want to look at pictures of Madonna. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't. It's the same time like when I asked you, do you want to see a picture of Judge Judy in a bikini? And I'm like, <laughs> literally on a list of a thousand things I don't want to see. That might be number one. <laughs> like, I have no desire to see. I was like, why would you want me to see that? It was like random. I was like just sitting in we, your room. No, no, we were we were downstairs. Like, like really? Somebody was talking mm -hmm. uh, in the green room. Yeah. And I'm just like texting on my phone. And she comes up to me and is like, you want to see a picture of Judge Judy in a bikini? I'm like, <laughs> what the fuck? Like, you're, 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 you're damaged, man. You're damaged. <laughs> no, Who hurt I, you? I thought it was so funny because Entertainment Tonight, they're like, look at Judge Judy at her age, 60-something, wearing a bikini. She still looks good. <laughs> and like, I don't know. Luckily, like I, I there, there's things that I won't cover here. I won't cover celebrity relationships, and I certainly will not cover bikini photos. This is like a weird middle ground. We're allowed to cover this because Fifty Cent is funny. We're not covering Judge Judy in a bikini ever, ever. Um, I don't. Words hard. I don't recommend you searching it up. It is kind of weird. And we're not trying to be mean to her. Okay, we're not. We're not. We're it's not. just not something I care to see. If that's your thing, go with God, my friend. <laughs> that is that is your thing. That is awesome. I want nothing to do with it. Thank you very much. So uh, I, I want 50 Cent to like come back and like make a Madonna diss track. <laughs> just do uh, it. Oh, they're going to start going at it. She's going to do her like uh, 80s style mm -hmm. against him. Oh, gosh. Wait, does and Madonna still produce music? Probably. She's like every five years, she comes out with like a hit, with like a single with like whoever the big sing the big star is on the, at that time, and it never really does that well. So oh. she still does. I mean, probably paid for. And we're not. And that's not to discount like the cultural impact that Madonna has had on mm -hmm. on the world. I mean, who didn't love uh, like a virgin? Or, oh, okay. I was about to say what. Or material one? girl. Or material girl. I love that song. Or <laughs> I do. I do. They, you learn something new every day. Chris loves the song Material Girl. And you need to see Judge Judy again. No. Nobody needs to see that ever. So uh, I, I think they should be they shouldn't just Twitter beef. Madonna yeah. should make like a, a cover of Oh my god, it would be so cool if she starts rapping. Yeah. And she like does a diss track and then he wears a risque lingerie, making fun of her wearing six inch heels and it's like pop. It just sounds so all like I could see great the amazing videos we would get out of it as basically you torture me with images of it, but deep down I'm like no fans of the no. show can you make deep fakes of that now no I request right, yeah, it. everybody vote in the comments do you want to see Fifty Cent in a bikini <laughs> <laughs> I am I am going to doubt like we're oh you, we don't even have a dislike button anymore we're getting nope. we would be getting downvoted into oblivion right now for making that suggestion. I just, uh, I, I just, this to me, this is like quintessential Hollywood. Like, it's kind of funny that we're, we're even talking about it. Because mm -hmm. whenever I see this stuff, I just start laughing. I roll my eyes. I'm mm -hmm. like, why do I care about this? But then I'm but like, it's funny. the real world's awful too. So <laughs> I guess 50 Cent Madonna drama, it is. <laughs> so what can you do? I think the funniest part about the, uh, this whole thing is his apology where he basically points out without directly mm -hmm. pointing out that she went to an old MTV yeah. photo yeah. He's like, and pulled it, like Googling Madonna and 50 Cent. Yeah, I'll mm -hmm. show him. It's not, he's like, it's not like you had a photo of me in your camera yeah. roll. Like mm -hmm. he, was, he was at my Christmas party last year. Yeah. What the hell? It was literally like a press photo. <laughs> yeah. And she's yeah. like, we were friends <laughs> once where he most likely, they're like, hey, this is Madonna. And he's like, hey, I'm 50 Cent. She or, probably didn't even know his name in 03. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. So, so the the fact of the matter is that celebrity. Uh, this is what I think of whenever people talk about like celebrity. Like, it's a weird section of like Twitter and Instagram. They're like, look at how good of friends Chris Evans and Scarlett Johansson are, and people are like really into how good of friends they are. Mm -hmm. That's weird to me. It's all fake, probably, yeah. or a lot yeah. of it is. Theirs sure. might be real because yeah, they've yeah, known each they other for like twenty yeah. years. Mm -hmm. But when it's weird to me that people care. Or people believe it. Like yeah. Madonna and 50 Cent, no, they are not friends. Nope. They're not friends. <laughs> they're not even enemies. Like, likely, yeah. she, both of them look at this and they're like, this is great publicity. Like, she probably needs yeah. the publicity. Yeah, he doesn't really because he's doing really well as a producer. Mm -hmm. uh, power, uh, they've got Power, power Book 2 right now. So 
uh, new uh, his son. Oh, okay. From, uh, uh, ghost son from Power. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, get him real publicity though if they started dating. <laughs> oh my god! What it would be all of the news. <laughs> Chris is wait, like, wait, wait. How much is the age difference? Now I'm. C- he's forty six. She's sixty three. I think they said. Oh yeah. Okay, yeah. so let me calculate. Oh, Seventeen years. Thank you. That's a long time. No, it's not. But let's talk about a next artist. Next, you want to talk about Lil Wayne? Yes. You want to you talk, talk about Lil Wayne? Let's this, go, Lil Wayne. <laughs> this this article was really really funny to me. Again, like I I feel like I shouldn't laugh at this stuff, but it's like you kind of like they they opt into this life right mm-hmm. they 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 work hard I, I mean performers work hard mm-hmm. right they do. but they're they they kind of give up their right to a private life when they do this mm-hmm. whether that's the right thing or not they do yeah. so when incidents like this happen you're like okay uh that's kind of insane and this is an <coughs> article from TMZ about Lil Wayne, and it says, Lil Wayne allegedly p- pulls gun on his security. Cops investigating. He denies it happened. That headline was a... And that's anticlimactic. Yep, that headline was a little bit much for me. TMZ, no offense to you guys. Like, I know you started in 2005, but your articles kind of suck. I don't think yeah, TMZ... And Lil Wayne, like, he's a really cool... He seems like a really cool guy, mm-hmm. but he looks like a homeless woman. <laughs> he kind of does he kind of looks like one of the homeless people that came to like the convenience store that i used to work at yeah I, I, there's a have you ever seen that meme it says nobody's seen you at your worst more than the gas station across the street from your house or yeah uh, yeah that and that's absolutely true because i used to i used to manage like a corner store mm-hmm. and everybody who came in there you you saw them on their great days when mm-hmm. they're having the bet you know when they're going out on their date with their spouse or mm-hmm. with their girlfriend or boyfriend yeah. and then you see them when they slink there like uh 10:30 at night in like tattered clothes mm-hmm. just looking to get something to drink before they call it an evening. So That's true. You really do see people at their best and their worst at gas stations. <laughs> do you miss it? I don't. I like that I, I like that job. I well, you manage the gas station. I managed the um cash register. It was like terrible because like I did that we too. That was part of it. I I, I like that job. I I didn't because like um people were like <sighs> I'm not going to use that word. Okay. I'm going to be the better man and not use that word. But, like, I didn't like it when they were, like, I just don't like it when people spend mo- majority of their money on lottery, lottery tickets, tickets. Yeah. or well, scratchers. Luckily, Lil Wayne doesn't have to spend his money mm-hmm. on lottery tickets, though it would be funny if he did anyways. Mm-hmm. Like, he just buys them just because he wants to win and he knows he can afford it. He's yeah. Like, the hell with these you people i'm gonna win either way i just think it's a scam it's and that's why i don't miss it gambling is an is an addictive behavior just like anything else so but apparently i have a good hand when i play cards yes gambling miracle is this is off topic but miracle beats everybody here at cards it's not fair so if you ever come uh and are a guest here or anything around here don't play cards with miracle she's gonna she's gonna milk unless you. you're joey b tunes and wish at 11 11 to win all of miracle's money did he yeah, he did that, and he won first place, and I won third. Oh, what a cheater. <laughs> yeah. He probably cheated. Can't use wishes during poker. No. Exactly. Totally a scam. Uh, so the, <laughs> this article says, ah. it says Lil Wayne allegedly pulled an assault rifle on, uh, on one of his bodyguards during a dispute in his home, and now police are looking into the incident. Law enforcement sources tell TMZ one of the rapper's guards told cops he and Wayne got into a fight at Wheezy's Hidden Hills, California home, and cops say that they were told the altercation escalated to physical violence and a brandished firearm. We're told that the guard, claimed, uh, that the guard claims Wayne told him to get out of the house after the initial dispute. But when the guard went to the bathroom first, and he claims that when Wayne, uh, is, wait, what does that say? So he says, but the guard went to the bathroom first, and he claims that that's when Wayne dramatically escalated things. Sorry. Screw As he walked out of the bathroom, he was yeah. like, motherfucker. Yeah, so, he, so this dude, mother he's trucker. like, get out. Wheezy's like, get out, of the, get out of my house. And the guy's like, well, I'm going to go to the bathroom first. And so he goes to the bathroom, and Wayne's like, perfect time to escalate things. It says, uh, continuing, uh, we've spoken with a source close to Wayne who strongly denies the incident, as if there's anything else he can do, mm-hmm. uh, that denies the incident ever happened and tells us Wayne doesn't even have a gun. Well, he wouldn't legally be allowed to own one because he's, uh, he's got a felony record. Yeah. He's been yeah, but he's probably got a guy that he pays to have one. Yes. Mm-hmm. So who, who claims it's, it's his if something happens? But I love how the article um, headline says gun, but then 
in the actual article itself, it says assault rifle. Yep, it's not just a gun. Well, mm-hmm. it is, that is a gun, it's though. Technic- it is a gun, but, like, what's the difference? Because, like, when you say gun, normal people would imagine a handgun, like a Glock. Yeah. All assault Be- rifles are guns, but not all guns are assault it's rifles. because the media always jumps at a chance to put AR-15 yep, in they it. Yeah. Mean, they love, and, and most people still think that AR stands for assault rifle. They, they don't realize oh, yeah. that yeah. that's not what that stands for. Mm-hmm. So, uh, <laughs> it Do says... Do your research. Yes. That's what... Brett is saying. It does now. It does Mm now. So it says, that's not, however, uh, what the guard told cops. Our sources say the guard claimed (coughs) Lil Wayne pulled out an AR-15. I shouldn't be laughing, but I am. And that's when the guard booked it out of the house to the gated community's guard shack where he called police. Holy crap. We're told cops went to Weezy's place to get his side of the story, but he was already gone. The guard told police the fight started when Wayne accused him of taking photos and leaking them to the media. So I can see where the anger comes oh, from. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, like it's. I thought they all signed an NDA where they're not legally allowed to do that. So oh. if Lil Wayne is in the right where his guard actually took private photos on private property, can't he sue? Uh, well, I'm sure he signed something saying he wouldn't leak photos mm-hmm. right but the, that's uh, that's where companies like tmz it's funny that they even talk about it because tmz it says law enforcement sources guess who probably also isn't supposed to make statements to the media but i law love law enforcement <laughs> sources that's true but tmz at the end have you watched their tv show I, I yeah well not in years but i've seen it my mom but used to love tmz i love it at the end where like the producer is like i'm a lawyer i'm a lawyer mm-hmm. yeah Yep. So it says other law enforcement sources uh, involved in the case, again, sources, mm-hmm. uh, tell TMZ cops have issues with the guard's story and they say he did not have any marks on his body or injuries from the alleged physical confrontation. We're told the guard also does not want to press charges against Wayne. And while police have doubts about the, some of the allegations, they will nevertheless investigate. So I don't know. It, it's just like... Guy might not have had marks on him. It doesn't really say how physical the actual altercation got, right? So, uh, say the guy just they get in a tussle, and likely the dude's probably way bigger. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, look at Lil Wayne. He's kind of tiny. He's, yeah, he's pretty short. So, who's to say that anything he did would actually hurt some bodyguard who's probably well over six feet tall and mm-hmm. extremely uh, built? But my question is, would you be afraid of Lil Wayne, like him and his like? Diamond plated grill. If he came at me with an AR fifteen, I would be afraid of him. You bet I would. Uh, I, I don't Wait, aren't you at the same height as Lil Wayne? Probably. I don't know. How let tall me, is he? Let me Google. Miracle's this. gonna look it up as if uh, you you asked that like I knew the height of Lil Wayne. He's I, like five foot three or something. Uh, then yeah. She says that like I have like a database of like how tall <laughs> everyone is. I'm like, let me find out. I think I'm gonna look up how tall Lil Wayne nope, I just know off the top of my head. Well, like, you don't know, maybe, like, you might know, like, just, like, a fun fact. Like, oh, Lil Wayne is actually this tall. That's kind of weird. He's six feet tall. He's six feet He's no way he's six feet tall. <laughs> that would be funny if he was. If you can find it. If he's probably, like, 5'7 or 5'8. I, I yeah. don't think so. I bet yeah, you, I bet I you ends up so. being 5'7. Oh, we're not the only ones who searched up. Well, I'm sure that height questions about celebrities. Oh, he's 5'5, five five, so he's one inch shorter than you. No, he's the same height. I'm 5'5. Five five. Oh. Yep. I I refuse to be the guy. Uh, the joke is always like people pad their height and they pad, you know, when they don't want to be embarrassed. I, I, I've had, I've gone to the doctor and had to be weighed mm-hmm. and, and measured, like, right? And, yeah. like, I've had 5'5", five five and they've said 5'6". I always say the 5'5", five because five I don't want to be the person well, who rounds up. Well, isn't one leg longer than the other? Yes, slightly. Yes. So maybe I was standing on the taller leg. Yeah, just measure, yeah. Stand on your taller leg. I'm going to measure that way. Yeah. I'm also deaf in one ear. And I'm also... Uh, have Legally blind. I'm le- yeah. I'm, I'm just a Picasso painting, basically. I'm a disastrous Picasso painting. That's but fun. we love you. <laughs> Thank you. I mainly love you. So... so uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. That was really mean. <laughs> that was really mean. I don't get it. You're not supposed <laughs> to take truth serum before the show. Yep. yep we ghost her. My bad. That was kind of me. I don't get Why does that mean? Uh, don't worry about it. Why does that mean? Because uh, you, you don't like her s- saying nice things. Oh, yeah. I hate people saying... <laughs> It's no, okay. I said I'm the only one that oh, loves you. Yes, thank you. I did. I didn't even catch that. Yes, that was awful. Uh, <laughs> thank you. You're you're fired again. Oh, leave. Go okay. Now. Get off. I got fired twice within twice, the show. Twice in one episode. You're, you're Chris done. won't even help me. He's like, whatever Brett yeah, says. Yeah, whatever. He's just like more airtime for me. You know, he doesn't want to be on camera that much. He's like, mm-hmm. I'll, yeah. I'll take over for Miracle. 
So uh, I don't know. This is like, I feel bad for celebrities on a lot of this stuff because mm. he has every right to be pissed if the dude was taking photos and leaking them to the media. Like, yeah, they for probably sure. don't know who to trust most of the time. Mm-hmm. So that's got to be a hard life. So, I mean, we see that stuff like in our work. Like, people who have of a certain level mm-hmm. have to expect a certain amount of discretion and privacy from mm-hmm. people that work with them. Yeah. So. I don't know. Like it's uh, if I was him, I might be mad. I don't know if I'm gonna go to my room and get an AR-15. Mad is quite the right way to go. Yeah. But that's maybe this is not his bodyguard's first time or guard's first time doing this. So maybe it escalated to that part because there's always two sides of the story. Or maybe it was like uh, he, he was in the bathroom and he took a picture of him. Oh, that's creepy. Yeah, you know, like the, I, I might pull a gun on someone if they well that were taking, kind of, bathroom picks up me then it's like not just a violation <laughs> of like your work trust it's like super degrading too mm-hmm. yeah. yeah but you yeah. can also pay his bodyguards more and they won't do stuff like that mm-hmm. yeah. they could i don't know people are greedy man like people mm-hmm. are greedy like somebody like you could pay oh, them yeah. all the money in the world and they'll still do shady well, stuff and then tmz can pay them more exactly yeah that's true so TMZ should be ashamed of themselves. No, we Shame don't, no, on it you. It wasn't them. We don't know that. <laughs> Shame on you, TMZ. But, it's but I love your interview with Bobby Lee. That was funny. Uh, what happened in the Bobby oh, Lee? Oh, no. Like he's, they just found Bobby Lee um, randomly on the street. And he was like, oh, yeah, this is my girlfriend. Who's his girlfriend? Uh, how do you pronounce her name? It's Filipino. This is a fantastic story. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my, my bad, but I love them both. Like, they have their own podcast, and they're close friends with David So. Okay, well, there you we, go. You're standing <laughs> for David So hard today. Yeah. Okay. Because, dude, he's so wholesome. He's so wholesome. Mm-hmm. Those videos were funny, so mm-hmm. that was good. He used to have a Tesla, but then he gave it up for a Honda Element. Wow. <laughs> Another yeah, yeah. Honda Element user. Yeah, that's why I was so confused when I came to, like, the East Coast. Like, I saw so many Honda Elements because the West Coast, we don't have that much because we think Honda Elements are ugly. They kind of are. Yeah, they, mm-hmm. they are ugly. They are kind of ugly. Doesn't mean they're not functional <laughs> and awesome. Yeah, they're kind of ugly, but David So will stand for his Honda Element. <laughs> okay, well, you know what? That's a weird hill to die on, but that's cool. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I just know a little bit weird facts of David So. Yeah, that's like more than a few. That's like a lot of a lot of weird facts. It's okay. David I know so. weird facts about you too. It's a, about me. You're weird, man. <laughs> You're definitely weird. I'm joking. It's because I'm Brett's number one fan. That is uh, probably true, actually. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, uh, one. This is the other article I want to talk about that you brought to me, and I, I actually really liked it because we've gotten comments about all the non-comic book stuff, basically mm-hmm. anything uh, outside of mainstream Hollywood. So I yep. thought this was a really good article here. This is from uh, USA Today, and this says... Uh, Money Heist, Lupin, Squid Games, how Netflix's non-English shows became global hits. And I think that's absolutely mm. yeah, right. Yeah, they're really good. Have you watched Lupin? I haven't watched it. I, that's, it's I French. Thought that's on my, mm-hmm. on my ne- Lupin's on my next watch list, mm-hmm. and I'm going to restart Money Heist because mm-hmm. I watched season one all the way back when it came out yeah. and kind of felt like I was in just like, I couldn't even afford, I was so poor at the time, I couldn't mm-hmm. even afford Netflix. That's so true. I never got past season one. So mm-hmm. I think I'm going to rewatch that. I'm going to watch Lupin. Hell, uh, Hell Games. Hellbound was really, really mm-hmm. good. Squid Games was like That's a phenomenon. Really good. Right? So. Yeah, but Lupin is really good. I love it. Like, if you want, like, um, <clears throat> if you want, like, a black James Bond, that's that's what you get. Like, even though he's not, he's not, like, he is a protagonist, but he's not the best one because he's a thief. But okay. he's really good at it, and he's very sly. So and he's an anti-hero. Yeah. Okay. And, like, I love it so much. And it's, like, in French, too. So I'm like, ooh, this is really interesting. Is there an English... There's an English dub of it. Yeah, though, it right? is. Okay. The English... Um, I'm the uncultured actor. I'm the uncultured swine who doesn't watch it in the native, native language. I always put it in English. Well, I watch it in both. But, like, the English... Um, the English dub, like the voice actor, is really good, too. Okay. That's, that's the... Mm-hmm. When you do those dubs, that lead actor, depending on the project, has to be really, really good or else it doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Also, so. but... If Brett, if you want to like rage, but you don't want to rage on anybody in the office, I recommend watching the Danish uh, Netflix TV show called Elves, because I, I keep on the advertising. More you, the more you tell me to do it, the less I want to do it. Well, it's a Christmas <laughs> kind of thing, well, and like you'll you'll rage like how much I rage about like Norman Bates' mom. I. I I'm not gonna. I don't know if I'm gonna see it. I. I, I don't know if that's gonna be me. Mm-hmm. It's uh, uh, wait about Vera Farmiga from the Bates Motel. Yeah, um, because I rage over her, um, uh, and Godzilla King and the Monsters. Yeah. Like I, 
I was like rooting for her to die. Well, you know, <laughs> because I was some really ca- some characters just rub, rub you the wrong way, right? Yeah. Well, the same thing with the TV show Elves, the Danish show. Like, mm-hmm. I was rooting for the little girl to go. I was rooting for her mom to go. I was rooting for the old lady to go. How long ago did it come out? And how many episodes are there? Maybe we'll um, it it's here. like two weeks, and it's only four episodes. Okay, maybe so. we'll review it here mm-hmm. early next week. Yeah, it's like really good, um, but it does leave off of the cliffhanger. Okay. So there might be a season two. It was ranked number four in the U.S. No, we'll see. on Netflix. Okay. Well, let's see. It's uh, what this article tells us about why these shows are succeeding because they clearly mm-hmm. are. And this is from USA Today by Pamela Avila. It mm-hmm. says, not, uh, not even an American streaming service giant could have predicted that a Spanish series about a criminal mastermind and his anti-authoritarian bank robbers in their signature Salvador Dali masks and red jumpsuits would become a global success. Oh, gosh. Uh, money, hi- uh, I can't pronounce the, La Casa <laughs> de Papel. Yes, uh, you got it right. I get it? Wow, mm-hmm. I, I feel like I should get in a war- like confetti. Should, mm-hmm. Yeah, I felt pretty good about that right <laughs> I'm not saying it again, though, because I'll screw it up. Uh, Also known as Money Heist in the U.S., which premiered in 2017 on Spain's Antenna 3 before Netflix acquired the show later that year, has become one of the streaming service's most popular non-English series. We didn't even create the show for Netflix. It was completely surprising. The show's creator, Alex Pinina, tells USA Today, adding that the level is... The level of success it reached happens only once in a lifetime, and it just so happened to us. As the TV business changes and viewer habits change with it, several other Netflix series made in local languages have won loyal fans around the world. The latest sensation, uh, South Korean series Squid Game, in which children's contests are played with deadly stakes from the Spanish money money heist and elite to to France's Lupin to Unorthodox, a German series largely in Yiddish about a Jewish woman who flees brooklyn for berlin like all of these sound really really good oh my god you should watch elite like they do have jokes that if you weren't born from the country like you won't get it okay but because i was like reading it um like the english stuff titles and there was jokes and i didn't get it but like it's super good because it talks about different races and like different religions too Mm -hmm. and like how it's so hard for like even though they're like higher class kids, like they're kids of diplomats and like rich families, mm-hmm. they do go through troubles and they do like yeah. fall um, along the lines of like drugs and like partying too much. Like basically it shows like a darker side. I'm okay. I, I'm okay with that too. Like one of the things mm-hmm. that like when you do kind of stuff like what we're doing here, mm-hmm. I watch a lot of shows that critique Hollywood, mm-hmm. that critique uh, celebrities, mm-hmm. whether, you know, and they tend to always act like because they have money that mm-hmm. their lives are perfect. Well, and I'm hesitant mm-hmm. to like l- let that be the story. As mm-hmm. someone who's suffered from my own problems in life, mm-hmm. I understand that money rarely, like I've never had a mm-hmm. lot of money, but I understand that a lot of people who do have gone through the same stuff I have. That doesn't make them any weaker mm-hmm. than but me. But the only reason why they talked about it, because, like, it's similar how <laughs> Riverdale had it where, like, one of the characters dies. Yeah. So, in the beginning, they're interviewing all the main characters, and you'll see, like, the character who died and how she was involved and ruined all their lives, too. Mm-hmm. So, they basically blame the, um, the victim, too, like, saying, mm-hmm. like, she's the one who ruined our lives. Like, Ooh. she created this all of this trouble. If she was this compliant, none of this would happen. Well, that's always a dangerous thing to say. Just comply. And, and well, like, that's what one character said to her. And then, yeah. I won't ruin it anymore. I believe there's only two seasons. And that's what, what Elite? Yeah, it's called Elite. Okay. It's a Spanish um, TV show. One thing I think about is interesting about this, just reading this article, is, like, for a lot of years, American television has worked to, like, take... Uh, foreign shows and make mm. their own versions of them. Yeah. Uh, the first one that comes to mind to me is The Killing. Uh, no? The, the Killing was, I believe, a Danish show. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was a show about uh, the death of... Ro- oh, gosh, I can't remember the name of the kid. But the kid... The, who Killed Rosie? That's the, the theme. It was a very, mm-hmm. very popular show. It was a Netflix show, right? It started out... Is it similar to Who Killed Sarah? Uh, it could be. I, well, I, that's what the article is asking. But the point is I that mean, show... Same. That was a Danish show, mm-hmm. and then they remade it in, Amer- in a, a, an American version, mm-hmm. and it was fairly successful. But for every one of those, there's 10 that don't succeed, mm-hmm. right? So what they're doing is they're skipping that step. They're just not going to even bother doing an American make. If they can make a good dub of it, mm-hmm. advertise it correctly, Americans can then watch that version. Then they bypass all the crap having to deal with American writers, uh, modern-day American sensibilities, which audiences prove time and time again just aren't 
mm-hmm. what writers are putting out in a lot of American cinema right now don't resonate with people watching it. Yeah. So people in other countries are telling stories that seem to be more timeless and have a lot more to offer. Mm-hmm. So they're just skipping the step of making the remake for America, and mm-hmm. we're just watching the version that came out from the for, you know from the foreign market. That's true. Same thing with this TV show. I love it. I don't know if you're familiar with it. It's called Being Human. I know. I've heard it. It's basically like a werewolf and a vampire are roommates, and they have a roommate who's a ghost. Okay, I, it's the one with not Will Wheaton with uh, I, I know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. I, I, I that was a ki- there was a Canadian version of that. Show. Yeah, there is, and I really like the American version. Okay. Like they did it really well. Okay, that and that was like 2010 or something yeah. around that time. Yeah, kind of like that. I remember that because mm-hmm. it came out around the same time as a show called Lost Girl, which I might be the only. Oh, person. it came out in 2011. My bad. Okay, so close. Mm-hmm. So, uh, let's continue on with the article because that, that mm-hmm. was my first uh, observation was I really think that it is we're just skipping the American remake version and we're just going to watch the ones from foreign countries. Yeah, because I feel like it's so much better, mm-hmm. especially how yesterday we were talking about like, do you think South Korea is going to be a little bit more popular in their media? Well, they clearly are. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it says Netflix's global head of TV, Bella Bahara Baharia, says that the streaming service's goal, quote, goal for all our goal, our global members is to make local language shows that are authentic to the vision of the country in the language. I like that mm-hmm. a lot. Not everything needs to be watered down with American sensibilities. Mm-hmm. It doesn't. Like, that's one of the things that bothers me about it is we take these properties that were created in another place with mm-hmm. other, you know, with uh, their own history, their own culture that, you know, goes into the production of that show, and then we give it our tone, yeah, which sure. feels bland and superficial mm-hmm. to me, I guess. Yeah, I, I'm just so excited because like um, now we have so many foreign shows. So, like it actually helps people expand their horizon. Mm-hmm. Like I remember like early 2000s, like people barely started watching like um, Asian martial arts movies. Well, I mean that they've watched them in the past. That's, but yeah, it wasn't like big th- until like the early 2000s. Yeah. And like that's kind of what helped expand people's I horizons. I think Asian martial arts movies were popular well before In you were born. In the 90s, too. Uh, well before you were born, Miracle. Like the 70s. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> My bad. I, 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 I forgot like, the 70s. Like, th- none of those people were ever a thing. Akira Kurosawa was never a thing, right? Uh, Kurosawa. I Seven forgot. S- Seven Samurai never happened before Miracle <laughs> was born. Just, yeah, everything no, didn't no happen before I was born. Nope. Uh, that's typical, typical Zoomer, right? Mm. I'm also considered a millennial. You're you're both you're the worst of both worlds. Oh, just kidding. I'm just kidding. You know what? You are fired. Okay. No, you don't get to fire me. I just did. Okay. Well, good try. All right. So it says, uh, and uh, as Netflix is focused on expanding to new territories overseas to create original programming, the heist crime drama became one of the marketable one of the one of those marketable local language shows to add to add to their catalog. Originally, Money Heist was intended as a limited series, but since Netflix acquired global streaming rights in 2017, it has produced three more seasons. With the first half of the fifth and final season out this month, concluding in de- on December 3rd. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna have to rewatch. Because I've seen season one, and I haven't seen the rest. So I think I might go back and start that tonight. So you should watch it. You should see if you like Money Heist. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you for that uh, very rousing uh, sign of support you, you just gave me. She's like, I don't want to read your... I watch your show. <laughs> I think I'm gonna try watching it. There you go. Yeah. I, I think I've been avoiding it because I don't like foreign movies. I'm... Dude, I'm the same. Like, I, I struggle with reading... Or watching things from, you know, mm-hmm. I, I've just started recently because the shows are clearly Watch proving Parasite. to be better. I've, no, I've seen Parasite. Oh, I don't like that. I, I've, I've seen Parasite. Oh, you don't like it where they talk about the um, the hierarchies between the rich and poor? Mm-mm. <laughs> Chris oh. is like, I don't care. Yeah, because like, I, I actually like the concept. The Simpsons like made a parody mm-hmm. of it, but then they butchered it at the end. But like, they did talk about like, yeah, let's like, let's basically scam the rich family thinking we're different people and then slowly like use their property as our own i mean it's good it's Mm -hmm. good subject matter i just don't know if it's necessarily like that's a good that movie's fantastic Mm -hmm. it is but it's just not necessarily something everyone's going to want to watch yeah it doesn't have quite the because it's psychological um thriller right uh i I mean i guess that would be technically Mm -hmm. the genre but uh, do you want to do one more? One yeah, or two more? Let's go. I got I got a couple more here. We got the this one from uh, New Book Claims Lovecraft Country was canceled due to toxic work environment mm-hmm. fostered by showrunner Misha Green. 
I don't know if that's true, but this is interesting because this everyone that I know that's ever worked in Hollywood talks about how these are things are really talked about. Yeah. Uh, meaning that the industries have their problems, but it's usually pretty well understood that it stays in house. Mm-hmm. Like they're you know you're not going to go out and talk about it. It's that famous trope of like every time something. Um, uh, every time something uh, goes wrong and somebody leaves a project, it's always uh, technical or not technical difficulties. Mm-hmm. It's always creative differences. Yeah, that, that's always listed as like the reason they exited the project. But to have a show completely go off the air because of a bad work environment seems mm-hmm. pretty, pretty wild to me. I don't know, but I really like it because like. Um, Were you, did you watch the show? I watched like Hunting? here, here and there, and okay. I also learned about like the you know the famous ice cream song. Mm-mm. The one that sounds like Pop Goes the Weasel. No, why don't you sing it for us? I don't want to. Sing it. Well, you can't introduce it and then not sing it. Well, it's like that very, like every time the ice cream truck passes by, you hear that melody. Mm-hmm. I'm Go not, ahead. I don't want to sing it. I don't. Hum it. Chris, help you can, me. You can do it. You no, can do I can't. It. You know we're, we're here for you. We're no. cheering you on. No. The, scared. The They want you to. The people watching. No, they, they don't. Yes, they they do. don't want to hear my. They absolutely do. They don't want to hear my singing voice. I have a. They just hum it. No, but um, <laughs> basically. <laughs> just sing through your nose. Thank you, yeah. thank you, Brett. But basically, I learned a fun fact about it from that from the show. Basically, that song actually came from like a little bit of racist background. That's depressing. Yeah, and it was supposed to make fun of like um, black people, and the title. I won't say what the full title is because it does have a let's a, not say that on here it has a racial slur to it but basically it's watermelon well, related that's that's pretty i mean hp lovecraft mm-hmm. that's pretty well known in his works like yeah, yeah but so. i just wanted to say a fun fact about the ice cream truck now yeah. every time the ice cream truck passes by think about it why do your fun facts have to be so depressing <laughs> i told you about david so <laughs> okay fine the david so ones aren't depressing so it says, uh, <laughs> starting the article, this is from J.B. Augustine. It says, answers surrounding the abrupt cancellation of, Love Ca- of Lovecraft Country after one season, a decision which was near inexplicable for fans and critics who thought of the HBO series as groundbreaking, mm-hmm. but a new book has revealed why the show's run was cut, sho- was cut show. Was cut, cut show? I think they meant cut short. Tinderbox, HBO's ruthless pursuit of new frontiers by James Andrew Miller contends that the set was, as the title would indicate, a toxic powder keg and atmosphere was ginned up to uh, ginned up by no one other than the showrunner Misha Green. In an excerpt from the book, Miller writes that the sources told him that not only was the environment during the making of the show not a health quote, not a healthy one, but that two public reasons given for the plug being pulled aren't accurate. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's not hard to believe. I mean, you're not going to get the truth from any PR department ever. Like, yeah. that's just not there. You should never expect it. Mm-hmm. Like to be true from the PR department. So if they're telling you that, you know, something seems odd and something goes wrong, the l- reason they're giving is likely the one that softens the blow of whatever the actual problem was. Yeah, for sure. So it says, quote, Lovecraft, country, uh, Lovecraft was beautiful, was a beautiful show in terms of its look, its narrative, and what I also consider to be an exceptional marriage of storytelling and music, writes Miller. When the shows got canceled, there were two predominant explanations out there. One was that it had gotten too expensive. The second when there was there wasn't a compelling vision for the second season. However, he then reveals, quote, It turns out that neither was the real reason. I had several sources within HBO and elsewhere, people who worked on the show and people who represented people on the show, who said that the environment on the show was, quote, not a healthy one. Uh, according to Miller, this unfortunate turn of events brought only sadness from HBO's advancement of Green, a black showrunner. For HBO, it was a double down on sadness. Not only is it losing a show that was such an outlier in terms of what it was trying to say, but that it to have a black show, but to have a bu- wait, let's see. But then to have a black showrunner and a female black showrunner at that, it is not something that happens every day. And people were in a, uh, and people were incredibly excited about that. He says. So again, the word I come back to is sadness. That is not able to continue. So that seems like they're uh, bummed because they love the fact that they can use those titles to kind of push their agenda as being super progressive. Mm-hmm. So th- I, I don't even get any honesty from that response. Right. Yeah. So like. You should never expect a network or any type of corporation to have feelings akin to a human being. Mm-hmm. It's never true. It's either an agenda or it's something that furthers their business. It's always going to be that way. That's true. Yeah. And I actually like um, 
I actually liked the show. The show seemed really interesting. It had a good concept, okay. and like the CGI monsters were good. Can you tell people like what the what the concept of it was? Basically, it is based on the H.P. Lovecraft uh, folklore. So, like, if you know, is it pronounced Cthulhu or Cthulhu? Yeah, some people say you're supposed to actually pronounce the C, and I'm like, I can't do it. <laughs> But basically, they they based off like a lot of his like um, monsters. So one of the monsters actually helps the couple. I forgot what the couple's name is, but they have this like book, and it's like um, it helps them summon these monsters that help them. Okay, so like it's cool. it's like a black couple, and they're trying to run away from like the bad in the world. Yeah, mm-hmm. that sounds pretty cool. Yeah, and the CGI was good. Yeah, it was really good. Okay, because like also the settings that they had was like a little bit darker, so you can't tell how bad it is but it's still good well that's kind of the the quintessential approach mm-hmm. to cgi right that yeah. you don't have like the if you film it at night or you've seen it at night mm-hmm. you don't have the cgi doesn't have to be as crisp that's true doesn't everybody went to, remember the what was the game of thrones episode that was basically so dark nobody could see anything that was going on is it the one where she gives birth to um a, a shadow baby i i it was like what three years ago now, but that that yeah. episode where they talked about how it was supposed to be groundbreaking and like you couldn't see anything that was going on, people had to watch it in dark rooms because it was so dark it would turn the screen. Like, yeah, that yeah. was like a thing. So it's a uh, they that's still a, CGI is always going to be, especially mm-hmm. on the TV budget, is not easy to do. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, also another episode that I really like where it's called Chigabobo. Um, Bobo. Basically, it's like um an it's another racist thing, like a racist folklore, but basically it's like little black girls that turn into like little demons and they try to turn one of the main black girls, like she's a little girl and she's being chased by them and they're trying to change her into a Chigabobo. That was on this show? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. You remember like, the episode name and everything? Yep. Oh, wow. So you were really into it. Mm-hmm. Was it? Were you bummed out when it got canceled? I didn't know it was canceled. Oh. I thought it was renewed because like it was really good. It was like popular for a bit. Did, did it get good ratings? Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, let's see, let's read more and see what the what the reason was for it because they're clearly saying there was different reasons than just uh, the budget. It says Green, who was in the middle of writing a second season of the series titled Lovecraft Country. Se- oh, it was called Lovecraft Country supremacy when it was canceled and has since signed an overall deal with apple tv has not yet commented on these allegations that's likely a contract mm-hmm. thing she probably can't talk about it uh while some hope love lovecraft country will be re-upped by apple the likelihood of such a continuation is unlikely uh green has since moved on to a new project for hbo max and is now working on a black canary solo movie starring lovecraft country star journey smollett uh, smollett uh, sister of Jesse Smollett. Jesse Smollett. I don't think we're allowed to talk about him. He's a, yeah. He's I a, mean, he, we could talk about him being related to He's him. an mm-hmm. actor. He was in the Mighty Ducks. He was in the original Mighty Ducks movie. I didn't like that movie. You're fired for a third time. <laughs> Get out of here. Just for that, I'm wearing my Hawks jersey tomorrow. Well, I wore a hockey jerk, jerky. What's jerky? You're, I don't know. You don't know what you're talking about. You don't think Mighty Ducks is a good movie. You're... I didn't like it because I didn't really like sports movies that much. It's barely a sports movie. It's a movie about redemption and a guy finding himself after all. But did you watch the remake? I haven't seen the TV show. The TV show sucks. I won't. It was like preachy, very preachy. It's modern day Hollywood. It's Mm going to be preachy. That's why we're watching K dramas now because modern day Hollywood is extremely preachy. Yep, and don't make me watch Hawkeye. (laughs) We're watching it this week. You don't have a choice. I'm actually liking it now, so just. Talk to the hand. <laughs> so, uh, so she's making the movie with Jesse Smollett. Uh, I oh my god! I almost pull the Dave Chappelle every time. Juicy Smollett. <laughs> no, you never saw that. No. Chris I had to see it. You had to see the, ju- the when Dave Chappelle did the thing about Jesse Smollett. Uh, yeah, I don't remember it though. Yeah. Well, okay. It's just me then. Apparently, I'm the only one who thought it was funny. Uh, so. They didn't really go into more detail about how they're saying it was a toxic work environment. So I'm actually kind of bummed by this article. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, I think they're not allowed to talk about it. Yeah, that's probably what it is. NDAs. Mm -hmm. Like, so, so like, I was hoping for some details here. Like, she threw things at actors on set, or like, but Mm -hmm. there's not really anything here. They're just saying she was kind of a that it was kind of a toxic work environment. But anybody who works in an industry like this, where there's a lot of like creative differences, you're gonna get 
conflict and back yeah. and forth. And they can just fire someone. Yep. And, and egos go, re, you know, run really high in these industries. That's so true. You're, it's a recipe for things to kind of become really contentious really fast. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's a bummer. Now I might watch. Well, did it end on a clip? Oh, you didn't finish the series. I didn't finish it because, like, I didn't have um, HBO Max afterwards. It sounds like since they gave the second season a name, that mm-hmm. there's probably an actual continu- like conclusion to mm-hmm. the first season. Yeah. So I'll have to check that out. So yeah, I, th- I think that was that's kind of a depressing thing to end things on. But mm-hmm. it, it, it le- at the very least, I think it t- talks a lot about. We talked more about Hollywood today about the industry mm-hmm. than ra- than just the projects and how uh, different life is for celebrities compared to us. That's so. true. Same like how we're talking about Madonna, Fifty Cents. Uh, I don't ever want to think about Madonna ever again. Now <laughs> I saw the um, picture that you're talking about, and I was like. That's not it. We're not we're not showing that picture ever again. You guys can Google it on your own time. We're not doing it. Not us. Yep, yep. You can look it up yourself. Just do it. And then so. Judge Judy also. Do not look up Judge Judy. Hey. Hey. Miracle wants you to look up Judge Judy. <laughs> I say don't, but it's your... Judge Judy in a bikini? Is that yeah. what we're looking for? <laughs> we're not looking Chris at Chris is like searching it up right now. No. Like, oh, wow. These are good pigs. <laughs> <laughs> Chris likes it. I like them. Okay. Well, that's my day's ruined. So we're going to, I think, I think that's enough for today, guys. I, I now that my bur- that has been permanently burnt, like burned into my brain, we can call it a Your day. Your hand so. is like glowing. Like it's like a halo. Exactly. That's great. So miracle. Do you, uh, we're, we're finishing up. Do you want to share your social media with everyone? I don't have any because I think social media is poison to your brain. It rots your brain. Does mm-hmm. it not? It does. Chris, do you have any social media? Uh, yeah, you can look at my stuff on, uh, Twitter and uh, on, well, I'm not telling my Twitter; it's a secret. But <laughs> my uh, YouTube channel is Reactor, so you can just search for Reactor and uh, find my old old videos and uh, they're really them. funny. Yeah, and and hit the like button and stuff. Yeah, hit the like. Yeah, I, I don't do the I don't do the spiel. I don't tell people to like, subscribe, comment. I should do that more. So if you want to follow Pop Culture Crisis, you can find the clips on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Like the videos. Share them, mm-hmm. comment, and subscribe to the channel. Don't forget to hit the bell button and to hit, get notifications. Hit the bell button for notifications so that you get uh, an update every time we release one of these videos. Yep. I felt weird just saying all that. You have to say it with more like <laughs> how PewDiePie does it. I'm not doing that. Uh, yeah, you, you can look. Uh, you can listen to the full show on Spotify, or there's five segments a day that you can be notified. There you go. Mm-hmm. So if you do want to watch full segments of the show, we are on iTunes, which I will always call it iTunes. It's Apple now but uh, itunes spotify amazon music and pandora all sorts of platforms for you can watch the full episodes and there are like five clips a day being uploaded to youtube you can find various social media where we post clips from the videos the mm-hmm. twitter is at pop culture underscore show and then the instagram the i almost said snapchat the instagram <laughs> you wish we the had instagram the instagram the tiktok and the facebook are all at Pop Culture Crisis. And if you want to hit me up on social media, we can talk pop, talk pop culture and movies at Brett Dasovic on Instagram. That was very boomer of you saying the to everything. At the Facebook? Yeah. I love it. Uh, it's, it's, we're going to do that from now on. Okay, so that's our new joke. That is, uh, that is it for today, guys. Thank you for watching and tune in for another episode tomorrow. Take it easy. Bye. Bye.